Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Well, how you doing there? This is Matthew McConaughey, and you are listening to The Court Case Podcast. All right, all right, all right. Hello, guys, and welcome back to The Court Case Podcast with me, your host, Sweet Tea. And me, James Court. And today I'm doing the intro, and we're talking all things Halloween. We got Sweet Encounters. We've got and it's all happening on this Halloween special of court case. Absolutely. Right after this. (laughs) Happy Saturday, everybody. And I hope you're all ready for a great Halloween weekend. I am. Are you? Yeah, we've got our. You can't hit see them. You can on, on TikTok. Audio though. podcast. But if you go on TikTok, you'll be able to we've see. Got a little video. You've like had a bit of a hiatus. That's the word. Oh, off from off the video TikTok. Footage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to be putting them on Instagram as well. But anyway, we're getting away from the point. Yes. If you go on Instagram and TikTok, you can see we are wearing our costumes while we record the podcast currently, and we are wearing the Squid Game tracksuits. Hell yeah! In the highly acclaimed show that we uh, talked about last. We've had week. some comments already. Oh, you're a bit casual this year. Well, casual but fun is what they I are, say. I'm not going to lie. These are really bloody comfy. They're so comfortable. And I think after Halloween, I'm just going to wear them around the house. Just yeah. Just chilling, you know, playing some games. And I think sometimes it's, it's nice to not go all out. I'm not much of a Halloween fan. Not, not like I hate Halloween, but I never, like when it comes to October and all my friends are like, oh, what are you going to wear for Halloween? Oh, I'm going to better start looking. I have no interest until like, the week before this and I'm like oh I guess I'll put something together and I normally just end up going as a fucking black cat or something this is where you and me differ one that is my least favourite costume ever it's the most I've never gone as a black cat and I you know what I mean yeah it's just people that don't like Halloween low effort have you seen what we're wearing yeah but I had to spend uh, like an hour finding the right ones that are good colours and I had to order them and they had to come. If you're just getting some cat ears from Tesco, I, a little I bit just different. said I haven't actually gone as a cat, but something easy like that I normally go for because I don't care is what I'm trying to say. Okay, well, I know people going as cats this year and I just want to say it's really low effort and stop it. Okay. But cats is very like a witch cat. That's very that's much Girl more Halloween. That's much more Halloween than Squid Game tracksuits. One, the first episode really scared me. So it is a scary show with a lot of violence. Okay. There's yeah, never said it wasn't it. scary. And if you're gonna go as a witch's cat, just go as the witch. James, just get to your actual point. I don't know what my point was. You were going to go off what you were talking about. You got sidetracked. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's what we're dressed as. I'm loving it. I'm the main guy's number, 456. And, and I'm the main girl, 67. The, yeah, the girl. I, th- shoot, I was, I'm not going to spoil the show. 
I was going to say a spoiler then, but I'm not going to, just in case people haven't watched it. If you haven't watched it yet, then what the fuck are you doing? Mm. But we got some cool stuff we're going to talk about today. I wanted to talk to, I wanted to talk about my real encounter with a ghost that I've had. What? Yeah. When? Uh, oh, I've told you this many, many times at the cinema. Oh, he mm. loves the story. You told this story on the podcast before when we were talking about our old job. No way. Yes, you have. Insert clip here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time to go through all no. of the past episodes. Well, Unless I'll I just, find it. No, I'll just tell, I'll tell it again. He's going to tell it again, it's guys. It's probably been quite a few episodes. Yeah, he's going to tell it again. All right, but guys. Strap yourself in. Real story with the ghost, <laughs> so that's coming up. And then I've also found some interesting unsolved murders, unsolved mysteries, just general spooky things. Absolutely. That we could talk about. But the first thing I sort of wanted to talk about is that we did a poll on We did do a poll the Instagram story. We also I... at the moment on our Instagram at every Thursday we're doing yeah. like a would you rather oh, and yes. we're getting a lot of interaction on the comments and people like you know saying their their opinions on the matter etc which is fantastic which is what we want mm. it's great you know um we did a really good one the first week about would you rather have no eyebrows or no teeth yeah. and everyone seemed except from bar one everyone said no eyebrows because obviously you can get them tattooed you can draw them on everything like that which made sense it was an easy one to start off with but this week we we posted a Halloween one and it's would you rather stay in and watch Halloween movies or go out and dress up? I think majority of the people said that they'd rather stay in and watch Halloween movies. Yeah. And to be fair, I am with them because it's fucking cold this time of year. And, you know, Hallow- there's nothing different about going out at Halloween than going out normally, except from people are dressed up. I'm just going to go back and say that Maddie from um, the south of England is the only person that said teeth said lose all my teeth yeah i think that's very strange well she'll get veneers didn't she is that what they're called veneers is yeah. that what fake teeth are called yeah my dad had to get some of those did he veneers yeah mm. um it's tempting yeah so the lie. thursday fo- thoughts yeah you and me are completely divided on this one which is f- a fairly new court case thing because normally we agree and then megan from work from my the other podcast that i do the search for the soulful leader which i did host last week so and he just plugged <laughs> She says that you and me need to disagree more on the podcast. Oh, really? We did disagree just now. We had a little bit of an argument, didn't we? But yeah, um, kind yeah of. she thinks we need to disagree. I think when more. it comes to Halloween, we are polar opposites. Yeah, because I love going out and now I get to go out on dressed up as well, which I love dressing up. Yeah. Which is really good. So I get it, but yeah. not for me. But not for me. At some all. of the comments, so it was would you rather I've already explained which one it is. Go out for Halloween or watch a scary movie. And yeah. I already said that um a majority of the people said they'd rather watch a scary movie. So I don't know where you've been, hun. No, we got someone said can I do both? Yeah. And someone but well, Megan ma- for work said both dress up and stay <laughs> in. So dressing up is still a big part of it. Yeah, well, you are right. I was going to say, the majority want to stay in. That's what I'm telling you. Me and our cynical culture are the only people that said out, hit the town, out and about. That's crazy, isn't it? And we forgot to reply to you, so I do apologise about that. Our cynical culture are known alcoholics, so it doesn't surprise me. But uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, well... I'm going to reply to them right now. Go on. Oh, you're watching the whole process go back down, guys. He's the only one (laughs) that agrees... (laughs) With me, we got to double check that it is the only one. It did. I checked. I just really. What, about, no what does this one say? I love a good uh, scary movie. Yeah. So there you go. Well, there's the verdict. And our our actual question on the story today is what we need to get up. Yes. We so do we need did. To get that up. We posted another one on the story. So because 
doing a this or that on the actual Instagram feed once a week isn't enough for us. We fucking, we love a poll, we love a discussion. So we put on our story today, what costumes are better, sexy or scary at, at Halloween time? At the moment, sexy is overruling by 56% of the votes. That's interesting. Yeah, so 56% of people, 60% of oh, people... Oh, wow, like so we've sk- obviously just had another vote. Yeah. So 60% of people are saying that they'd rather pick sexy over mm. scary. I'm with scary and James is with sexy, which very is surprising, and I think you can all agree, because James is a very passionate person. So for him to turn around and know that an event like Halloween is a scary event and then pick something that isn't scary to wear for that event... That confuses me because he's normally going to... If I was to turn around and be like to James, oh, Halloween, let's get my sexy costume out, he'll be like, what? Sexy? It's Halloween. You should be scary. So for him to be on the other end of this is very interesting to me. I just like the idea of you in a sexy costume on Halloween. Yeah. Is that so bad? No, it's not bad. But the question was, (laughs) what would you rather rather dress up as, sexy or scary? And you've decided that you would rather dress up as sexy. That was what the question. It wasn't, would you rather your significant other wear sexy or or scary? Okay. Was it? What about a mix of... Stupid boy. What about a mix of... <laughs> what about Gosh, a... we are going in today, aren't we? I know, bloody hell. What about a mix of both, like a sexy witch? Yeah, I think that's fine. But as long as it has to be some sort of element of scary. So this is why I'm like, mm, we're wearing Squid Game costumes. Yeah, it's casual. But there's no really element of scary. Like, if I'm dressing up, I'm going to dress up properly. Right, as I'm going to reiterate oh, again. Oh, my God. I was scared of the, the first, first episode. episode okay, me. honey boo. But that's a personal thing. Whereas if you see someone who's dressed up as a ghost, you know that's stereotypically scary. But if you see someone who's just in a casual tracksuit from a TV show that probably most people weren't that scared watching, they're not going to think, oh, that's scary. They've just gone onto Amazon and done Amazon Prime for an outfit because they're going out last minute. That's what the people are going to think. Right. It is the <laughs> most popular Oh, costume, here he goes. I know. Amazon, but so. I'm just saying. I, either we're going to turn up and loads of people are going to be in the costume or we're going to turn up and people are going to be like, why the fuck are you wearing yeah, that? People are going to turn up being like, that's pretty cool. I okay. think we're going to get a lot of well, we'll do meet people. We will do a part two of our Halloween night out and tell you how it went down in our Squid Game costumes. And if you think that James is right, then leave a comment on our next Instagram. Leave a witch emoji if you think James is right. And leave a pumpkin emoji. Why don't they just get them to say? Why don't they just comment? And or say, say I or James say, but I, right. I love that. I love that because it, people that haven't listened to the podcast, they're going to be like, why are people commenting witches and pumpkins on this Instagram? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then they'll be, and then it'll be like, oh, someone will be like, oh, well, if you listen to the podcast, you'll know why. So leave a pumpkin for me and leave a witch for James because he's a witch. Thank you. Okay, we're back and going to tell you guys a spooky, scary story because it's Halloween time. So, I don't know if you guys believe in ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, sweetie? Meh. Okay, well, I do because yeah, I've seen I, Yeah, one. I do in a way. My dad has also had also seen one. I don't well. think I've seen one, though. No, so yeah. that's why I'm okay. a bit... Well, I'll tell the story of when I saw a ghost, and I'll also tell the story of when my dad saw a ghost as well. So when I saw a ghost, I was working at a cinema in the south of England. Uh, we can just say now. I was working at the Bognor Pitcherdome Cinema. <laughs> um, right we should keep trying to like not tell people where it was, but yeah. Cat's out of the bag now. 
meth's out of the bag now. I remember we d- we did a recording with someone and they completely let loose where it was that we were we used to work and we just edited it out because we're just like we can't have anybody knowing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, so I was working at a cinema in in Bognor, just a picture home cinema. It's a one over one hundred year old building. Okay, so it's got a bit of history. Now there was a. I think the history of the building is there was a guy that I don't think he died. I think there was someone there that committed suicide. I think. Yeah, there was. He used to own it. Yeah, and an old handyman. But anyway, I don't know if that's who I saw. But I was working with two other people, and there's a screen at this time. The cinema only had two screens. There's a screen upstairs and there's a screen downstairs. And at the end of the shift, at about eleven thirty, sort of twelveish time. Uh, you need to lock up the doors upstairs and lock the doors downstairs. And the two, the manager and another worker were upstairs locking the doors. And I was downstairs in screen one locking those doors. And there's no other staff or anyone else in the building. So we all have walkie-talkies for communication. And I was locking up the doors at the front of, of screen one. And I turn around and I see someone walking along the back of the cinema screen. And I radioed the manager and i said guys i thought you were locking up the doors downstairs what are you doing uh doors upstairs what are you doing downstairs and they're like we are upstairs and so then i walked out into the foyer and they came down from upstairs so i was like what the hell and i saw someone clear as day walking the back of the cinema screen well, it was quite scary, isn't it? Very strange, isn't And, like, it? the fact that you actually, like, radioed through mm. proved that that situation was obviously happening because you wouldn't just radio through something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because when I first saw it, walking fairly quickly, so I couldn't tell who it was exactly, mm. my first thing was annoyance. I was like, I want to get out, and they're bloody downstairs passing around, and we could be there. Yeah, be so, you, so you just go, so, yeah. what the hell, what are you guys doing? And then they're like... What do you mean? Yeah, like that just upstairs. fucking proves that you were yeah. in a situation that you thought like they were down there. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. you want to just radio through for the sake of it. Very weird, isn't Very it? Strange, Very strange. Like, but other people have reported sightings like that in in there. Yeah, because the I remember the manager said that the person who died, he had like a whole set. You know, like in those movies where they have like a massive circle keyring with loads of yeah, keys jingling on them. keys, jingling yeah. keys. So he like used to walk around one of those for like every room in this cinema. Bearing in mind there actually wasn't that many rooms in the cinema at this current time so i don't know why you would have that many keys but you would hear him there was tunnels that run underneath this cinema as well yeah and you would hear like when someone would walk like chains would rattle it's kind of like that you would hear that every now and then i never personally heard it but they would always say that they they heard it every now and then and stuff another one that i saw someone say which obviously isn't a thing now because they've completely torn apart screen two because they're renovating but apparently there was a seat in screen two that would go up and down on its own yeah yes there was yeah apparently someone sat watching the movies yeah i remember that because oh my god that's the thing I I didn't I don't I didn't think I thought it was a ghost at the time, mm. but I remember I went in to clean it once on my own, and every other seat was up, except mm. from this one, and it was down. And I was like, oh, that's so strange that this. I just let Jeremy was like, oh, this is so strange that this that seat this that uh, that that seat has stayed down, and all the other ones have gone up. Like, oh my god, <laughs> how funny! But then I remember like I when I told my manager like, oh, how funny is it? Yeah, no, you know that's like a ghost, that's and I was just ghost. like, what? The book. <laughs> Ghost of Cinema's Past. Quite scary. Yeah, I know. So my dad also had an experience with a ghost, we think, anyway. So he was driving, and I can tell you what road he was driving because I could never remember it in my mind until I saw it the other day. Right. 
You know the road that you are driving if you are going to your workplace, the main road. Oh my God, literally no one's going to know this on the podcast, but yeah, I do. You'll know. So Dad was driving down there one day. He was driving from Bognor to Pagham, yeah? Mm -hmm. And basically someone walked out in front of his car and then he hears a bang knock on the bonnet Mm. and so he stops, he brakes obviously really quickly, gets out of the car to help aid the person. They're not there. There's no one there and there's no mark on his car but he went straight into a person, bang, straight in front of the car. Did he like physically see the person or just hear the noise? No, he physically saw a person in front of his car. Crikey. That's crazy. That is actually crazy. Very strange, isn't it? Mm, It is. Don't like those type of stories. Yeah. Well, I find them very interesting but if you guys have any scary stories or interesting encounters, please tell us. Message at the court case podcast because I find them very fascinating. I find them very interesting. And when we do our part two about our Halloween night out, mm. we can uh, talk about them. Maybe we'll see some scary people. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe mm. we'll see a couple of people dressed as ghosts. <laughs> There's <laughs> got to be some low effort people. There has. Sheet low effort head. people? Talk about that. <laughs> I spent money on this. Expensive money. Oh. On these costumes. Expensive on these money. You mean a lot of money. That grammar. Yeah, I st- I did spend a lot of money. Yeah, well, expensive money <laughs> made no sense. Right. Do you wanna <laughs> Do you wanna host this the rest of this? New yeah, should I? I think I'm doing me. all right. Right. Okay. We're gonna. You know what? I need to calm down. You need. Yeah. You need to take a chill. <laughs> and then we're gonna get to. I found some on Reddit. I found some interesting unsolved murders, unsolved mysteries, creepy encounters. Ooh. I want to talk to you about, yeah. There's also one um, particular one that I might get to that I found, like, on, that I've always found really creepy and I can't believe someone would do this to their own family member. And I find it very interesting. I thought we might get to it uh, in a bit. Happening right after this. Boop, boop. If you like how this podcast was edited and you're also looking to bring your podcast to a professional standard, allow me to help. My name's Elliot McKay. I'm a sound engineer and editor for podcasts. Get in touch with me via Insta at L-E-L-L full stop McKay M-C-K-A-Y for all your podcast needs, including intro music to any genre you'd like. Cheers. Hello, guys. We're back. Hello, and welcome back to the Court Case Halloween (laughs) special. What? He acts like it's a TV show where they've just gone on break for about five minutes. Yeah. We've, we've hardly had a pause. We wouldn't have had a pause because our new editing man, Elliot, if you're, well, I was going to say if you're listening. If he's doing this one. <laughs> you know, he probably is. You yeah, we might, we might have an editor, Elliot, doing this one, which yeah. would be great and would help me out for yeah. a week while but I'm But sure, what I'm trying to say is that Elliot won't leave a pause, so you don't need to pretend that we've just had an advert in between. That's a good point. That is a good point. Okay, so I want to get into some things that have happened in the world that I think are quite unnerving and interesting. And so I'm going to go through some with you now and I want to see what your thoughts are. Okay. The first one that I want to talk about is about these twins called June and Jennifer Gibbons, right? Do you want to hear this? June Jennifer, do you want to hear about the story of these two twins? Yeah, absolutely. So, the twin sisters were inseparable and had speech impediments that made it difficult for people outside their immediate family to understand them. Do you get that? Yep. As a result, they mixed very little with other children and were ostracised at school, so none at school really hung out with them. Right? 
This proved traumatic for the twins, eventually causing their school administrators <laughs> to dismiss them early each day so that they might avoid bullying. Their language became even more idiosyncratic at this time. Soon it was unintelligible to others. So basically, they spoke amongst themselves. They could understand each other, They, but other people couldn't understand them. People didn't get them, them, yeah. Right? Yeah. The girls had a long agreement that if one died, the other must begin to speak and live a normal life. During their stay in the hospital, they began to believe that it was necessary for one twin to die. And after much discussion, Jennifer agreed to be the sacrifice. Oh, my God. In March 1993, the twins were transferred from Broadmoor to the more open Caswell Clinic in Bridgend, Wales. On arrival, Jennifer could not be roused. She was taken to the hospital where she died soon after of acute myocarditis, a sudden inflammation of the heart. There was no evidence of drugs or poison in her system and her death remains a mystery. On a visit a few days later, Wallace recounted that June was in a strange mood. She said, I'm free at last, liberated, and at last Jennifer has given up her life for me. So, Fucking hell. You've got these twins that no one could understand. They could only understand each other. Yeah. One of them... What, like, language-wise, like when they spoke? Yeah, they, yeah. so right. no one could understand what they were saying, but they could understand each other. Right, right, right. And well, they both decided that one of them had to die for some reason so the other could live a normal life and so the other one just died that's it they decided one of them would die they didn't have to poison they didn't have to stab each other didn't have to do it the other one went okay and just died of her own volition how do you do that that's actually mad isn't it it's mental it's so strange it is creepy and i just don't get it i don't get it no I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Now, my next one is one that I've known about for years and, like, I've mentioned to my mum and she was was not really aware of it and obviously you won't be aware of this but I think it's one of these instances like of, uh, of those situations where you can't believe someone would do this to someone else. Right, okay. One of those, right? Yeah. A lot of people are aware of the famous American family, the Kennedys. Yeah. John F. Kennedy was a president of the United States. He was assassinated, mm-hmm. um, had that famous affair with Marilyn Monroe. Um, yeah, they're sort of a cursed family because not, not many of them live very long yeah basically well there was one kennedy called rosemary kennedy okay and she was a girl of the family she was born in uh, 1918 and basically in 1941 when she was 23 years of age some of her family members decided that she needed to get a lobotomy. Now, basically, a lobotomy is where they fiddle with your... Br- they, you, it's illegal to do now. They can't do it anymore, right. I don't think. But they fiddle with your brain to, to, if you seem to be showing some sort of mental problems. But the thing is, she wasn't displaying any mental problems. She came back from a trip abroad and she'd just gotten a bit more rebellious and like didn't want to do what her family wanted her to do, right. basically. And I'm going to explain the what happened here my so, gosh it already makes me feel so like scared. when rosemary returned to the united states from the united kingdom in 1940 she regressed someone later stated that rosemary became increasingly irritable and difficult at the age of 22 rosemary would often fly into violent rages in which she would hit and injure others during this period now people don't oh. know now see people don't know how violent they're talking if hitting is just going oh leave me alone shall they oh, think right, it was yeah. exaggerated right, right? After being expelled from a summer camp in Massachusetts and staying only a few months at a Philadelphia boarding school, Rosemary went, was sent to a convent school in Washington, D.C. Rosemary began sneaking out of the convent school at night. The nuns at the convent thought that Rosemary might be involved with sexual partners and that she could contract a sexually transmitted disease. Oh, no. No, don't let her be sexually liberated at all. That would be terrible. Or become pregnant. Her occasionally erratic behaviour frustrated her parents. Her father was especially worried that Rosemary's behaviour would shame and embarrass the family and damage his and his children's political careers. When Rosemary was 23 years old, doctors told her father that a form of psychosurgery known as a lobotomy would help calm her mood swings and stop her occasional violent outbursts. So all they wanted to do was stop some mood swings and some occasional outbursts, right? And this is what they ended so up So there's doing. an actual thing. This is, <laughs> this is mad to me. So there's an actual thing where somebody can like get in your brain and like basically ba- basically rewire you so you don't do things right well it never normally works which is what i'm oh, going to okay. explain what i was going to say how, 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 that's why i was asking because that doesn't sound like something that would work her story is very tragic right okay so joseph kennedy decided that rosemary should have a lobotomy so this is her father deciding this for right, right right however he did not inform his wife of this decision until after the procedure <gasps> was completed oh my gosh yep the procedure took place in november 1941 in ronald kessler's biography um they explain how the procedure carried out carried out and he described it as follows after Rosemary was mildly sedated, we went through the top of the head. Oh, Dr. Watts recalled. I think she was awake. She had a mild, <gasps> mild tranquilizer. Oh, my God. I made a surgical incision in the brain through the skull. It was <gasps> near the front. It was on both sides. <gasps> we just made a small incision, no more than an inch. 
The instrument Dr. Watts used looked like a butter knife. He swung it up and down to cut brain tissue. We put an instrument inside, he said, as Dr. Wa as Dr. Watts cut, Dr. Freeman asked Rosemary some questions. For example, he asked her to recite the Lord's Prayer or sing... Well, he's doing that? God bless America. Ah! Yeah, or count backwards. We made an estimate on how far to cut based on how she responded. When Rosemary began to become incoherent, they stopped. So basically, what they, they, the fuck? Basically, they were cutting out brain tissue. So they were checking, and basically, they ended up cutting out too much. And after the operation, Dr. Watts told Kessler that, in his opinion, Rosemary had suffered not from mental retardation, but rather than just a form of depression. A review of all the papers written by the two doctors confirmed Dr. Watts's declaration. But one, I'm not fucking surprised a lobotomy, or whatever it's called, isn't a thing anymore. That shouldn't have been a disgusting. thing in the first place. Yep. That actually, that makes me feel physically sick that they were yep. doing that while she was like awake. Right, so Dr. Bertram S. Brown, director of the National Institute of Mental Health, who was previously an aide to President Kennedy, told Kessler that Joe Kennedy referred to his daughter Rosemary as mentally retarded rather than mentally ill in order to protect John's reputation for a president presidential run and that the family's lack of support for mental illness is part of a lifelong family denial of what was really so it quickly become apparent that the procedure had not been successful kennedy's mental capacity diminished to that of a two-year-old child she could not walk or speak intelligibly and was incontinent not fucking surprised. Yeah, after the lobotomy, Rosemary was immediately institutionalised. She initially lived for several years at Craig House. In 1949, she was relocated to Jefferson, Wisconsin, where she lived for the rest of her life on the grounds of St. Colita School for Exceptional Children, which is formerly known as St. Colita Institute for Backwards Youth. So basically, oh. they lobotomised her, they fucked it up, and they chucked her in a home for the rest of the days and never visited her. And this is the family of one of the presidents of the United States. That is horrible. It's All disgusting. she did was go away, come mm. back, and was just living her life. Horribly sexist and horribly disgusting. I didn't know that. That is a horrible and that makes me feel really upset, actually. Mm. And something also, which I was talking to my mum about the other day, something also similar happened. There was no lobotomy involved, but also some, there's, some, there's secrets like that to do with the royal family. I don't yes, know if I, me I mentioned told that me to about you previously. That. There's these two cousins that because of the slight inbreeding or something with the family line, that they were a bit... Um, I don't know if it was Down syndrome or something, but they have some sort of mental issues and the royal family didn't want that to taint their name. So they have been, one of them only died fairly recently, but they were just put in a home and the royal family never visited them. It's not right, is it? It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. So, you know, that's a bit, uh, but that's... You know what? It, I feel like having people like that that like have that do have like a mental health problem or anything like that in the family would probably make them more relatable. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's a normal thing that actually there's a, there's women and men like mum and dads that raise these kids. Kids that actually do have like these mental issues or like Down syndrome or something like that. So they they do that. But then if they saw someone in the limelight, in the royal family that also had those issues that would make them more relatable and that that person could, you know, raise awareness and yep. do speeches and make those kids that grow up, they can look up and be like, oh, well, you know, you're, you, you're that way and look who's the Queen's cousins that way as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't understand what they're gaining from hiding that type of information it's from us because now we found it out it's making them less likable because they're hiding that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's because of this thing about bloodlines and how it's got to be pure and amazing and whatever. Yeah, it's fucked. But, but I've got some other... Now, we're going to move on to something a bit still weird and 
creepy and interesting, but not as downright awful as that. But we're doing uh, found. I found some creepiest unsolved crimes. Right. Right. Here's a creepy one. So this guy said, I dated a guy, oh, I think it's a girl. I dated a guy a while back whose father was a retired cop who had worked the Waterdown area near Burlington, Ontario. So if you live near Ontario, listen to this, it might creep you out. From what I remember, there were several break-ins over the course of a few months that all occurred in the middle of the night where the residents were home. When the residents were home, nothing was ever stolen, no one was ever harmed, and there were no signs of forced entry. The intruder would just stand beside the bed, sprinkle some baby powder over his feet to leave an outline just to let them know he had been three feet away watching them as they slept. They never caught the guy. Jeez, that's crazy. So he never nicked anything. He never harmed anyone. He just stood by the bed when they were sleeping, made sure they knew by putting baby powder on his feet and then would just leave. And he did it in multiple homes and no one ever caught him. It's very, very It's got to be some strange power trip where yeah. he just wants people to know that he can do yeah, that. Yeah, that he know? can get away with something. Really weird. Like, he's not a horrible person because he's not doing anything bad, but he wants people to know that he's capable of doing something bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's mad, isn't it? There was another one called the Yogurt Shop Murders. Right. Firefighters are called to a blazing yogurt shop. After extinguishing the fire, they find the bodies of four teenage girls bound and sexually <gasps> assaulted. Two men were nearly convicted but were released as advances in DNA revealed the presence of a third man. The prosecution of the case has been paused until it's determined the identity and role of the third man. So it is unsolved, but it's still ongoing. My the investigation. Gosh. Weird. So, I've got some more stuff. I found a thread on scariest true stories you know. And we've got someone called Rare Beauty Etsy that said, I grew up in a funeral home. I helped out in the office. When I was about 15, we got a call from a man whose wife and infant baby had been murdered in cold blood. Gosh. There were very few clues. It made headlines. Cops sat up, set up surveillance at the viewing. It was heartbreaking as the mother was holding the baby in her arms. Oh. I was asked to take the flower cards and periodically get the husband and ask if he recognised the names. I then photocopied them and put them back. I did it because I was a kid. People knew me and I was unobtrusive. I talked to the husband quite a bit. He seemed devastated and shaken. The cops told me they had an eyewitness to someone leaving the house the day of the murder. The witness was a three-year-old girl. She recognised the man leaving. It was the husband's best friend. (gasps) Turns out that the friend and the husband had made a pact to kill each other's families (gasps) and run off with their secretaries. The little girl identified the friend and I guess one of them cracked. They (gasps) both went to jail on multiple counts all on the testimony of a three-year-old. I still cannot believe to this day that the man stood right beside me multiple times and I had no clue. I don't think I've ever looked at life the same way. What deranged couple of men would make that sort of pact with each other? That's that, what the fuck? And And then to stand there and be distraught that she's dead when you've made a pact to make her dead... Mm. Like maybe. and that go on that go on that three year old girl yeah go on like maybe the husband thought said it as a joke and the other guy took it seriously I don't maybe know. but like, I you don't, don't s- I guess people do make stupid jokes like that I can imagine a guy would make a joke what like that always, do you know what I mean what always surprises me about these things is like when you see you know 
serial killer couples or the couple that did the uh, the bank heist with the pizza bomber mm. in in Evil Genius, the yeah. amazing documentary on Netflix, is murderers are rare enough. How do you find someone in your life proximity that is up for doing something that disgusting like rape or murdering with you? Because yeah. I had always assumed if you were someone that wanted to murder someone, you would not go around and telling people it and telling it to people. And if somebody did, you would report them instantly. Yeah. So what are the chances that the few people you do tell that yeah. you want to murder someone end up actually wanting to do it with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why, I, it mu- that, that's why it's probably all manipulation, isn't it? Mm. I think in that situation, you could possibly be onto something where one of them made a joke like, oh, what we need is our families to die and then we can run off with the secretary. Like as a joke, because they fancy the secretary or whatever. Yeah. And then the other one's manipulated him into, into doing it. And then now he's done it the other one's like fuck he's actually killed my kid and now they've ended up both going to prison for it the other one's going to prison which i didn't expect the other one to go to prison because he actually didn't commit anything but if he's admitted to being a part of it then he would wouldn't he so yeah that three-year-old girl she probably she's so young she doesn't realize what she's done in yeah. like, like a good thing i hope she gets told about it when know. she's older when yeah she's older, like, oh yeah. by the way you've put those men in prison what mm. <laughs> We got another one, another scary one. My great aunt woke up in the middle of the night. She heard her dog making these low growls. She was single at the time and living alone in her ranch style home. She walked out to her living room to check things out. She didn't see or hear anything out of the ordinary. So she decided to make sure her door and front windows were locked. Door was locked. First window she checked was locked. When she lifted the mini blind on the second window, it was wide open and a guy in a ski mask was standing there. <gasps> oh. She said he laughed this evil laugh and said, party time. Then he started to climb in. She screamed that she had a gun. Her dog started barking his head off. The would-be rapist decided to bolt. My aunt did get a gun after that and learned how to use it. I can't, I can't even think about what would have happened to her if she didn't have her dog to warn her. Holy um, fuck. Imagine if she didn't have her dog making Growling. those noises. Like, yeah. to be fair, like, Sabre's growled a couple of times, my dog. And um, it is scary when they start growling because you instantly know that mm. they're scared and they're warning you of something. So it scares you, like, straight away. Yeah. But they're amazing dogs. They're so loyal. Like, you know, they are literally your... They're going to protect you. Mm-hmm. That's... Like, sorry, you... Uh, who who stands there with a ski mask on and laughs like hysterically like that's terrifying yeah oh i know it's it's mad to Poor think that woman. these things happen and here's one that you will know of that's on this thread but i want to talk about it because i don't think we've mentioned it before and it is something disgusting that is probably why well, i think on a taint on the history of the uk yeah it's disgusting and that's james bolger Oh my god! And that's um, on here, and I don't know if you've heard the full story. Oh yeah, before. I've I've he- I studied the full story in school. Really, they yeah. covered that in school. because yeah. I did um, philosophy and ethics, right. which is obviously like do you know, it's like why people do things. Yeah, basically, it's like psychology, but also yeah. in there is religion and everything like that. So it's a really interesting topic, and that was one of the things mm. that we covered. So. James Bolger was just two years old and with his mum running errands. She let go of his hand to pay the cashier and he wandered away. Two ten-year-old boys spotted him, lured him toward them, took him by the hands and led him away. 
They took him to a remote location, pushing and kicking at him the whole time. Some people questioned the two kids with the crying toddler, but they lied, saying he was their brother, and nobody intervened further. They took him to a secluded spot and tortured him. I don't want to recount the torture details. It's just too it's gruesome. It's vile. It's just it's absolutely awful, the vile. the stuff they did. Some of it involves battery acid, I'm going to yeah, say it's, now. Uh, yeah. They left his body on some railroad tracks, hoping that being run over by a train would make it look like an accident. He was found days later, his body severed in half by a train. The boys were caught and became the youngest convicted murderers in British history. Security footage from the day that he took James shows them watching children picking out a target, and they were just kids themselves. They were released at 18. One of them is back in jail for possessing child abuse photos on his computer. The most terrifying thing about this for me is that my own son is only two now, and James's murderers were just children too. It was premeditated and intentional and entirely random. Just mm -hmm. a momentary lapse in attention, and he became a target of two murderous children. Children to think that children younger than my stepson are capable of such a thing. Ugh! Everything about this case is just horrifying. So when I studied this, it's um like it was there. W it was shown that they obviously did. They did a lot of video games together in their free time, mm. and they were in such a um like fucked mindset that what they thought they were doing to the kids, James, they didn't. They thought it was like fake they thought it was like move like really yeah they thought like they were playing a game do you know what i mean like mm. they knew what they were doing but like they didn't quite realize that it was wrong if you get what i'm saying mm -hmm. but then the other one who came out to re obviously offend they both had changed identities which i i don't agree with changed identities no. i understand why they get changed identities but personally i couldn't think of anything worse than walking down the street and you know this person is now he can't tell people of his past life, his like or anything like that. But he could be happily married with kids now, and he's be, and he's the murderer. Of the, do you know what I mean? You, One ugh, thing I don't understand is how comes Sarah Everard's killer is never leaving prison, yet John Venables got out at eighteen. I know. I think it's disgusting, and I have got an interesting personal thing about this particular case: is that. I am one of the possibly few people in the UK where I know what he looks like now. Really? How? Because about three years they ago... They released that someone accidentally someone leaked. Someone leaked it and I, man and I just happened to be on, I think it was Reddit at the time, and it was taken uh, down. Should you be releasing this type of information? Yeah. Can't somebody come after you and like swipe your memory? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I was on Reddit within a few hours of it coming out and I managed to see the photo and it was taken down about an hour later. Gosh. And it's sort of ingrained Didn't the person who like leaked it as well get in, like, convicted Probably, or something? Not convicted, do, but... It's bloody ridiculous. But I, yeah, I, f I do not understand what must their upbringing have been like to think that, that, that they could do that sort of thing. It's so... It's actually, like, it sickens me to hear that case. And I think the justice system in the UK is bloody ridiculous. These, you know the Sarah Everard guy yeah. that's been in prison? I think the only reason he's in prison for life is because of the media coverage yeah. and the outrage. Because someone like and John also Venables, I think he should be in prison for life. I think also another reason he's in prison for life is because he was a police officer. Yeah. He's fucked... It. He's pissed off the police officers. Like, he, he's fucked his life. He can't get any other job after that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they've gone, you're in here forever now. Do you know what I mean? This is a bet in his in their mind, he's probably gonna have a better life in prison than mm. out of prison because he's had so much media coverage. So they're in a way they're probably protecting him as well by doing it in a weird kind of way, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's just oh it's actually terrifying the fact that like you ha I have no idea we have no idea where who where he is, what he looks like, what his name is, if he's married, like I think he's the one that's back in prison for 
I'm pretty sure from what, what the I heard, one that you saw is the one that's back in prison. For oh, the child porn. That's annoying because I want to. Uh, the other one is the one that's walking the streets, isn't it? Yeah, I think he's the one that's less. It w- was less of the instigator. He was, yeah. He w- he was like like what I was talking about with manipulation. He was obviously mani- manipulated right. into it by John Venables. Because I think he, I think he does have a family. I think possibly. Really. The way, yeah. But See, that's the thing. Like he would <sighs> never tell her. He, yeah, she would never know, and I just think that's that is awful. That can, is actually awful. Can you awful. imagine if you might find out one day? That you were married to one of the James Bulger killers. I know. And you never knew. I know. And uh, how? And also, how could you live with yourself after doing that, then being in prison, and then coming out, having a new identity, meeting potentially meeting someone that you're really, really happy with, you've got kids with them, never having to say anything? Like, you need severe therapy for that. The thing that shocks me, one of the things that shocks me most about this case is, like, when you see the picture, it was in the papers everywhere when, when, it, ha- when it happened, and obviously years afterwards, is the mugshot, because the, they're so young. And it's like a mugshot of just these little 10-year-old, 11-year-old kids. It's mental to me. Yeah. When I first saw the mugshots, like I first did generally think though that John Venables looked evil. Yeah. Like before I knew he reoffended, I was just like, he looks evil yeah. as even as a kid. And the other one looked like a little bit more of the innocent one. And that was the case as well. Mm. And obviously John reoffended. And uh, is he still in prison now? I, I think, think so. I'd have to look it up, but I but think so. Oh, just that's just, and that's the thing. Like people are more likely to reoffend when they've been in prison from a young age because obviously that's all they've known. Mm. Like, yeah. and also his parents as well. So the the person that's come out, I can't remember his name. So John Venables. I don't know what the other one's called. I can't remember. But he's come out and got a re new a new identity and everything. But yeah. what about his like mum and dad and stuff? Do they? Is he still talking to them or do they still? Do you know what I mean? Like, if he's had to have a whole new identity, he surely can't have any ties from his past life. Robert Thompson. Robert Thompson, yeah, that's it. Guy. Do you know what I mean, though? Do you yeah. f- there won't be any ties from his past life, so no. he wouldn't probably even communicate with his mum and his dad he now. He shouldn't be able to communicate with them, no. The whole... Oh, it just makes me so mad. It's ridiculous. But I think we're going to try and leave the episode. I've got one... On a, on a, on a nicer note, hopefully. I've got one that's a bit... It's not like awful it's sort of just weird and interesting okay so my dad worked in a morgue during college in the 60s one time on the night shift he was training a recent hire who was wheeling a body down the hallway the body was under a sheet but all of a sudden started to sit up (gasps) the guy immediately freaked out ran out the doors and quit apparently a dead body can have muscle contractions in the abs causing it to start sitting up the more you know i guess yeah so my mum used to work in a hospital and she told me about this so um whenever like someone would would die they would do a thing called their last breath or their last exit or something and so they would either shit sick be sick or have a really really deep breath like they're alive like they're just side yeah. so my mom, the first time my mum ever experienced that because no one really told her she she ran out as well because obviously she was like fuck they're still alive but no it is a thing so sitting up and something like that like that that can happen for the same yeah. way being sick or weird sighing mad. yeah it's crazy isn't it creepy really creepy but we hope you guys enjoyed some weird, creepy unsettling stories and interesting things on the show today yeah if you did, guys. Might have made you think. Might have made you scared. Might have made you learn something as well. Yeah. Don't trust your family if they say you should get a lobotomy. Oh. 
is a main takeaway from this episode. Fucking hell. That, that, <laughs> it's like all these stories have genuinely creeped me out. Yeah. I remember we did our first Halloween episode last year and I don't think it was this creepy. We didn't have no. this, these types of stories. No. <laughs> uh, w- one thing that I did want to say though, which is quite un- uh, a bit unrelated, is we are around the time of our pod anniversary and I am trying doing lots of meetings and emails every day because I've got a really cool idea planned to celebrate and something cool is happening it is but just to yeah before that does happen it has been a year we have been doing this for a year yeah and it's it's been great and we have we kind of touched upon it in our did we touch upon it on the blog a little bit a little bit on the blog but we have posted recently separately our our own personal like statements of how the past two years uh, year sorry has gone on um our instagram so check that out if you want to hear mm. how we feel about it all and everything like that. Definitely. Stay tuned on our socials and on listening to our podcast for news on what the special court case one year extravaganza yeah, is going to be. It's going to be a bonanza and it's going to be amazing. It is indeed, guys. I had, I had a meeting about it just three days ago. <laughs> so precise. Sick. However, for you guys, it'd be like, eight days ago yeah. <laughs> when you listen to this episode oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> well we hope you enjoy guys have an amazing halloween enjoy the rest of your day and we are going to see you really soon go and get drunk see you later bye Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.